Well, good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. And this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. And there's all kinds of information there on that site. Uh, all the product lines we talk about are there, the Longevity Nutritional Supplements, the CTFO CBD Oils, the Stem Enhance Ultra by Cerule, the X39 Patch by LifeWave, the Pulsed Electromagnetic Therapy Unit that you can find under the Circulation section of the Trinity of Health tab, the uh, coffee I drink, GanoXL Classic, and last but not least, the newest addition to our lineup, the Healy. And you can find information on that right below the COVID-19 stuff on the home page. Just look for the picture of the iPhone at the little uh, device next to it, and that's the Healy. And if you click that image, it'll take you to the uh, Healy website setup, and you can get more information. You can also go to YouTube and just do a search for uh, Healy. Um, I think one of the best ones is uh, Frequencies for Life, um, but it's an electromagnetic, um, uh, uh, I can't think of the best term for it, but basically it's a neat little device that works on frequencies, uh, and it is nothing short of amazing. It has really uh, worked for me, especially since I'm on vacation, sleeping in strange beds and things like that tend to uh, cause not just me, but a lot of people issues with um, uh, being able to sleep. And this device has made every single night uh, just a beaut, I mean, just wonderful sleeping. So uh, I encourage you to check it out and um, just a wonderful device. Also, um, this uh, this month, during the month of September, Longevity is waiving the uh, 1995 preferred customer um, uh, fee which is kind of like a Sam's Club or Costco membership where you pay a yearly fee to get access to wholesale pricing. You save basically roughly 30% off of retail, and they are waiving that 1995 fee this month, so you can sign up. You can basically become a member or a just preferred customer, and you save that 1995 fee which gives you a much better deal. You'd pay for just the products and the shipping and tax. And uh, basically, as long as you place an order, order at least $100 worth of products over the next 12 months, next year when that fee comes due, it will be waived. So technically, you could never have to pay that fee, uh, which is a, a pretty nice deal. It saves you 20 bucks every year. 
and you get the best nutritional supplements money can buy. And uh, right now, especially with all the stuff going on, you want to be supporting your immune system. Uh, and the products on my website are some of the best uh, that you can do. You know, one of the best things as far as I'm concerned um, at a budget price the basic mining 90 which you can find there right on the home page and you just click on it and it takes you right to the order page uh, it's about 65 bucks and it gives you all 90 essential nutrients and uh, it's a great startup uh, thing to to get you going i've had several people recently uh, get started with it and um, i love the stuff i uh, i use that product uh, every month so I encourage people to, to give that a shot and uh, support your immune system. And the best way to do it is to use the stuff that God intended, the 90 essential nutrients. And you will not find better, uh, you won't find the 90 essential nutrients anywhere on the planet other than with longevity. I pretty much guarantee that. I have looked and looked and looked, and I have yet to find another company out there anywhere that produces a product that has all 90 nutrients. And uh, if you try and go to say like GNC or some other place and match label for label. If you scroll down a little bit more on my uh, homepage, you'll see a little uh, graphic that shows one of our people actually did that. They went to GNC and just tried match label for label, what you get in a healthy body start pack for $129. And their price at GNC for the same labels is about 375 And that's just matching label for label. Now, the stuff at GNC is nowhere near absorbable. Uh, so if you try and go to absorbability, you're talking about $2,000 or more for what you get in the $129 Healthy Start Pack. So um, I hear all the time people complaining about longevity is so expensive. Well, guess what? You know, anything else you take is even more expensive because the, the most expensive stuff is the stuff that doesn't work. Longevity stuff, when you take it, you will feel the difference. You know, I know people all the time that took supplements for years and they took them because they thought they were doing their body some good, but they never felt any different. And uh, the first couple of days on longevity, and they said, I can't believe it. I feel so much better. I have so much more energy. I sleep so much better. Little aches and pains are gone. Uh, all of those things are, it's just amazing what you get with the Healthy Start Pack or even with the Basic Mighty 90. So uh, check that out and uh, give it a try. You know, it's got money-back guarantees. So if you don't like it, if it doesn't work for you, which I sincerely doubt, you know, most people that tell me it didn't work never opened the package, literally. I have told, I have uh, had people buy stuff uh, that I knew personally, uh, and I, they, they'd tell me, oh, it didn't even work. And a couple of months later, I'm at their house, and I look in the corner, and here's this box from Longevity that's never been opened. <laughs> so, yeah, it doesn't work by osmosis. You actually have to open the box and take the stuff. If you follow the, the even the instructions on the packaging, but better yet, uh, if you contact me, I'll give you a protocol for whatever product you ordered and tell you exactly how to take them to get the best results. And I'll tell you what, it works. So you can uh, check out the Who Am I page on my site. Scroll to the bottom of the page and you'll see a short list of all the different uh, health issues that I had that I got rid of using Longevity Nutritional Supplements. It's nothing short of astounding. So anyway, it is uh, Monday, September 28th, 2020, and we're still in beam me up mode. Um, over the weekend, I saw a video 
that took place in Ohio, um, not too far uh, from where I am in Logan. It's probably about uh, 40, 50 miles south of me. But a lady was at a uh, like a junior high or middle school football game outside. Um, she had asthma. And apparently the school system had signs all, the, all over the place, you know, having to wear a, a mask and all this junk. And she's, you know, sitting in the, in the bleachers at the football game, basically minding her own business, uh, socialist distancing. I mean, there's nobody around her, and she doesn't have a face mask on because she's got asthma. And uh, a local police officer, who's a school resource officer for, from the local police department, approached her and wanted her to put a mask on and she tried to explain to him that I've got asthma I can't wear a mask and uh, they didn't want to hear anything and then pretty soon you had the school officials were there and uh, it, it got ugly to say the least um, I'm not going to play the video but it's online you may have already seen it but uh, basically um, she ended up being arrested and of course a lot of people were saying oh she was being arrested for not wearing a mask and, of course, then all the so-called fact-checkers uh, started getting out. No, she wasn't wearing, you know, arrested for not wearing a mask. She was wearing, arrested for criminal trespass, which technically is correct because they don't have a statute for not wearing a mask because it would be unconstitutional. And they basically, when she refused to put the mask on, then he wanted her to leave. And she refused to leave because her son was playing football and she wanted to watch him. And she had every right to do so. Um, and then he basically tased her. <laughs> she resisted. Uh, he tased her, and I, I don't think he actually tased her. He probably had a stun gun. And for those of you that don't understand the difference, a stun gun is those little devices that has little electrodes on them that when you push a little button, little spark gaps across them, and if you put those up against somebody, it causes some really excruciating pain. But a taser is a thing that actually fires with a um, pyrotechnic charge. It fires two little barbs at, you know, probably 30 or 40 feet. I think it's about the maximum range for the things. Uh, never been a fan of them. But basically, they fire these two little barbs that have wires that are attached to them that go back to the taser. And when they embed themselves in the target, they release a really... Um, uh, incapacitating uh, voltage you know it's it's enough that certain people if they have like pacemakers and things like that they've died from it but generally speaking for a healthy individual it's non-lethal uh, it just incapacitates you I mean you start flopping around like a beach mackerel uh, that's what a taser does a stun gun which is probably and I didn't see it but he was not I didn't see him pull a taser put it that way but in the video, I couldn't see anything else, so I'm assuming he probably just used a stun gun, which I've seen a lot of police carry those things, and they're, as far as I'm concerned, they're absolutely worthless. I have taken 300,000-volt stun guns to the chest, and all it does is piss you off. It does not incapacitate you. You don't fall down, flop around, with your pants or anything. Uh, basically, it just hurts. It makes you mad. And... Uh, and that's probably what happened because she was not incapacitated at all. She continued to uh, 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 fight and struggle and everything else. But eventually they got her handcuffed and marched her out. 
and he called for backup. And, of course, the backup officer that showed up didn't have a face mask on. The cheerleaders didn't have face mask on. The football players didn't have face masks on. And the police officer that made the arrest, he started out with a face mask on, but by the time the uh, struggle was over and everything, his face mask was down around his chin. So everybody was in violation. But the facts are, you know, and I saw the video and I posted a comment about it. And, of course, everybody starts attacking me uh, from that point on because I was, you know, in favor of the lady. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, For several reasons. Number one. And this is the key thing. Every single one of these face mask uh, mandates nationwide is totally unconstitutional, totally unlawful, and do not have to be obeyed. Simple as that. Um, here in Ohio, the face mask issue is was basically you know made by the governor and the director of the Department of Health. And we have a statute in Ohio that basically says that the Department of Health can issue guidelines and whatnot in times of medical emergencies and whatnot. The only trouble is there is no constitutional authority for that statute, so it doesn't have any standing, no force and effect of law. But people don't know that because they aren't educated about the Constitution, either state or federal. And because of that, we have a bunch of stupid people running around saying, oh, you have to do what you're told. You know, and that's just what all of these people, you know, you, you know, it's the rule. You have to follow it. You know, if she would have just complied then she would have been okay. No, that ain't the case. You know, even if you go by the governor's guidelines, there are stipulations in the guidelines that basically say if you're outside and you're able to socialist distance, you don't have to wear a mask. So she was definitely complying there. Also, it has a exemption for people with medical conditions that prohibit them from wearing a mask, <coughs> which is also the case. So, um, then you have the, the Americans with Disabilities Act, which basically prohibits anybody, and especially government agencies, from denying access or entry to someone uh, based on their inability to comply with whatever standards they are. If it's if they have a physical disability that prohibits them from wearing a face mask, they don't have to wear a face mask. And on top of that, you have the HIPAA laws that basically prevent anybody from asking these people what their condition is. So basically, one of the things that I mentioned in my uh, uh, statement on the or the post on the video was that I spent 16 years in law enforcement and I never would have um, followed or enforced any such order. And furthermore, I would have protected the lady from anyone else who tried to make her wear a face mask. And of course, then I got attacked. Oh, yeah, well, it's nice to have cops that just decide which rules they're going to follow and which ones there aren't. I said, well, it's, it's very simple. If the rule is unconstitutional, I will not follow it. And I had one guy that said that, and when I responded to that re- respect, um, he shut up. <laughs> uh, the funny thing, both I had two people that uh, started giving me grief, and when I uh, responded to them, um, they both shut up because they basically didn't have a leg to stand on. And I don't know if I can find... I I basically just ignored the things after that, so I don't even know if I can find those posts now. But um, the thing is, 
this whole thing stems from people being uneducated. And as I've said for ages, for as long as I've been doing these shows, I blame it all on the public fool system and uh, fluoridated water. Fluoridation basically put creates a very docile and uh, wimpy public who are afraid to stand up and do anything on their own. So if you you know most cities have fluoridated water, and people as a result, oh they just go along to get along. They they seek out the path of least resistance, and then um, you have the public fool system that has never in the last fifty years probably taught anything to speak of about the Constitution. You know, when I was in school, we had a little bit of stuff in social studies or whatever it was about, and I think it was civics, about the U.S. Constitution. Never a peep about the Ohio Constitution. And the thing is, you have to look at both because, you know, the U.S. Constitution grants basically about 17 different powers to the Congress. And none of them have anything whatsoever to do with public health. The Ohio Constitution is longer than the federal Constitution, and uh, but it doesn't grant any authority to the state legislature or the governors uh, anything health-wise either that I can find. And basically, all these mandates, all these edicts, and most other constitutions, other states, are pretty much the same way. They're doing these things on purpose. You know, the General Assembly is not basically uh, pushing any orders like that because they know better. And the governors are all doing it because they know that it doesn't have any force and effect of law. And because of that, it's it's difficult for people to sue because it really doesn't, there's there's no teeth to the thing. And uh, But they're going to find out that that may not be the case because here in Ohio just a couple of weeks ago we had a major lawsuit filed 56 pages long that not only um if you, and if you haven't heard my show about that you can go back in the archives and find it um but basically the uh, the Ohio lawsuit unlike the one in Pennsylvania doesn't just attack uh this stuff on a constitutional grounds it also goes after the science and it is damning um, the guys really did their homework when it came to looking into the science, or should I say lack thereof, for this uh, so-called COVID pandemic, which it's not. You know, when you have, according to the latest CDC numbers, about 10,000 people nationwide have died as a result of COVID-19. Everybody else that's died, the so-called 200,000, are all the other uh, forms of, you know, the flu, comorbidities, you know, uh, obesity, heart issues, pulmonary issues, things like that, that uh, actually killed the person. And since we don't have an accurate test, they can say they were COVID positive, which then they say, well, that's what killed them was COVID. And that's how they screwed up the numbers. And the thing is, if we had a real pandemic, they wouldn't have to fudge the numbers like they are. I mean, they would automatically be off the charts, which they're not. And again, I go back to like last year, you had 1.5 million people died from, uh, oh goodness, uh, I keep forgetting the name of it. I keep wanting to say polio, but it wasn't. Um, oh, shoot. <laughs> anyway, it's a it's an old, old disease. It's been around forever. And... Uh, 
they, uh, you know, one and a half million people died from it. And we didn't shut down the economy. We didn't have everybody wearing face masks constantly. We didn't have any of that stuff. Why? Because the talking heads on CNN and whatever, you know, the local news didn't tell you to wear a face mask and, and socialist distance. You know, they have this new drumped up fake virus, or even if it is real, it's nowhere near as bad as the seasonal flu. And uh, that way they can control the narrative much better. But because of that, they also have to fudge the numbers to make it look bad. And now, over and over, we're seeing more and more states are seeing what's going on and saying, we're not worried. You know, over the weekend, um, Florida, Ron DeSantis, the governor there, backed off on every single mandate. And um, I think what he's doing is probably a little too far from a constitutional standpoint. Because he's basically taken out all state mandates, no face masks, no socialist distancing, nothing. And furthermore, says that cities cannot um, find somebody for wearing a face mask, which they shouldn't be doing anyway. But he doesn't really have the authority to tell the cities they can't do that. They should be making that decision on their own just by doing the right thing, which they don't do, which is why he's making that issue. But again, he's going too far in the other direction. But now the same thing is happening in Mississippi. They're rolling all theirs back too. And uh, hopefully we'll see more and more of this as the numbers come out and the truth uh, becomes more widely known. But when you have the CDC uh, basically uh, and finally admitting that 90, uh, 94% of the people that so supposedly died from COVID actually died from other comorbidities. Most of them had an average of 2.6 other things wrong, like obesity, high blood pressure, you know, uh, you name it, asthma, COPD, things like that. And that's what actually killed these people. And because they have these fake tests, they can say, oh, well, he was positive for COVID, so we'll just call it a COVID death, which is what they've been doing. And if you notice, nobody's died from anything but COVID, basically, officially, since this whole thing started, because they have to run the numbers up to make it look so terrible so they can keep people under control. And that's really what it's all about. It has nothing to do with health. It's all about controlling people and keeping the you know jackboot on your throat. And uh, finally, I think people are starting to wake up, you know, to, uh, to some extent, my apologies, it's uh, almost 11 o'clock at night when I'm recording this, because I have to wait till my wife goes to bed, and it's been a long, long day, <laughs> had a lot of stuff going on, haven't, haven't had a lot of chance to, uh, I was up late, late last night and had to get up early this morning. But anyway, um, these uh, people are still, you know, no matter what, you know, it's interesting. I you know, went to church today, and uh, the church I go to, the, we have folks that uh, we've known for a number of years. And uh, usually when we come down here, we go out to dinner with them after church and stuff. And I find myself... Uh, uh, doing little social experiments, I guess you could say, because I've been seeing all the studies where uh, I think it was the KGB or somebody did a study here a while back that basically said that if you um, feed people a line of bull, basically, 
uh, and just keep telling them, keep telling them, keep telling them. Usually within two months, they will be so brainwashed and so um, believing that stuff that even when you present them with facts that refute what they were programmed with, they can't grasp it. It becomes a... um, uh, (coughs) What's that? (laughs) I'm just having a hard time remembering all my words today. Uh, Cognitive dissonance issue where, you know... Uh, they've been told this for so long that they believe it, and then when you present them with evidence to say what they believe is wrong, they still cannot understand it, they can't grasp it, and they just keep doing whatever it was they were programmed to do. And um, that's what these folks were doing. You know, they um, came, uh, you know, after church, we went out to lunch, we went to this. Uh, little restaurant and they dutifully had their face mask on you know as soon as they got out of their car they put the mask on they went inside and and my wife and I don't have masks on so it was kind of funny and uh, during lunch we were talking about all this stuff and I gave my talk you know their son is in college right now he's a sophomore in a school about an hour and a half here from from uh, Pigeon Forge and uh, he was talking about how he's uh, studying some kind of science thing, and he's looking, he's doing research into COVID-19 vaccines. So I immediately told him, I said, look into Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. And I gave him her website and all that kind of stuff. I said, she has forgotten more about vaccines than anybody other, else on the planet will ever know. Um, she's an extremely uh, experienced person. Now, whether he's going to do it or not, I don't know. I'm not sure what he's looking into. But um, that opened the door to start talking about um, all the facts about COVID and the truth about COVID as opposed to the lies that the mainstream media is putting out to everybody. And um, when they got done eating, they put their masks back on. And <laughs> oh, it was funny. Um, you know, I, I explained to them, you know, all about how the fact that, you know, there's not one study in existence that says masks work. And I said, I've got over a dozen on my website that basically show that they not only don't work, but they're also harmful to the wearer. And I mentioned specifically uh, Dr. Russell Blaylock, a retired neurosurgeon, who has been studying this for quite some time. And he talks about how when you rebreathe all this toxic crap that you're exhaling, uh, it can find its way into the olfactory nerve and work its way into your brain. And, you know, they're like, well, okay, but it just didn't didn't sink in at all, and they went right back to their programming when it was all said and done. And uh, you know, it's it's amazing. You know, I just try I, I give people information, I observe them, see what they do after they've gotten the information, and so many people out there because they have been programmed with this stuff for what six months now, at least almost eight months, really. Um, they're so they've become so absorbed in it that they can't possibly find their way out. That's why I'm starting to wonder whether or not we just never get away from face masks. Um, there will always be people wearing the things, even when I bet you anything, if you go to Florida or Mississippi, even though there's no longer a requirement down there of an official mandate, you'll still find people down there wearing face masks. I almost guarantee it. Um, And I would venture to say, you know, if Ohio, if we get a speedy uh, 
verdict on our lawsuit. I don't know how long it's going to take, but if we get whenever it happens, I would venture to say that there will be people running around with face masks, even though the courts have said you don't have to. You know, it would not surprise me one bit. And it's, it's sad, but that's, uh, I honestly believe that's what's going to happen. And it's really crazy, but uh, it is what it is. But the situation with this, this woman at the football game, you know, so many people say, you know, if she would just comply, you know, this is not the time when you're, when you're dealing with the police officer. It's not the time on the street or wherever to argue it. You need to do it in court. Well, guess what? In this particular situation, this is the kind of thing that had this woman dutifully complied like a good little sheeple, no one would know what's going on. No one would have seen the vast uh, miscarriage of, you know, no justice at all. This idiot police officer who obviously went through public schools and has no concept of his oath of office and the fact that his job is to protect these people, not to abuse them. And as a result, he just, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm supposed to enforce this. Sure. No problem. I'll do it. You know, no thought whatsoever to whether it was right or wrong, whether he should be doing it or not. (coughs) Just the fact that he's told this is your job. You're going to do it. And finally, must go out and enforce face mask, must enforce face mask, must enforce face mask. That's insane. But that's what's going on. And you get these goobers that go out and do this stuff with no thought whatsoever. And he's going to end up paying the price. If she gets a good attorney, which I hope she does, um, she's going to own him. She's going to own the school board. And hopefully, I I hope she sues right all the way up to DeWine himself. uh, Because they all need to pay on this crap. There is no reason for any of this stuff. None whatsoever. There's no justification for face masks, especially since the science doesn't support them at all. And, you know, if ever the truth gets widespread that, uh, you know, the stuff, if people find out about what's on my website and start raising hell over it, (coughs) excuse me, I got something in my throat here, but uh, (coughs) I wish I had my cough button with me, but anyway, um, if people ever get to the point where they really start to learn the truth about these face masks, uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I honestly think they're going to be so dumbed down and so um, it's almost like the um, Stockholm Syndrome where you get kidnapped and you're so reliant on your kidnappers for everything that pretty soon you start to identify with them and you actually protect them. And you, you know, it's... It's absolutely crazy, but it is real, and it's happened over and over again. And now you've got people that are, you know, so brainwashed by the government that they're willing to do everything, you know. And the, the sad thing was when this was going on, and I'm sure if, you, if you've seen the video, you'll see it. There's people in the background that are talking about it. There's a lady filming it, obviously, so it makes it on YouTube. And there's a guy sitting there with a a ball cap on and just watching it. And finally, towards the end, when it really starts getting physical, 
he gets up and walks over there, and I'm not sure what he's doing, if he's trying to tell her to just comply or if he's trying to tell the arresting officer and the school people to leave her alone. I'm not sure which, because he couldn't make it out in the video. But no one did anything to support this woman. You know, if I was there, I'd immediately, you know, I wouldn't have been wearing a mask in the first place, but if I was wearing a mask, I'd have taken it off in solidarity with her. And I would have encouraged everybody else to do the same thing. Everybody, take your mask off. Make them arrest all of us. You know, they should have done something. But people just sat there and watched. All they did was record it and put it on, you know, I saw two different angles. So two different people recorded it and ended up on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Alex Jones's channel. It's crazy. And uh, that's the sad thing, is this woman was being abused, literally. And it was a false arrest. Um, the thing is, is the justification for the whole thing was the face mask. Even though she wasn't arrested for not wearing one, it's because there's no law that says you have to. You know, that's the thing. They, they couldn't charge her with a face mask violation. So they said, well, if you won't wear a face mask, then you're trespassing. And... You know, Ohio trespassing laws are pretty strict. You, it, the area has to be posted. They have to be given numerous notifications, all kinds of things. And I'm sure that none of this really took place. Um, and at the same time, because she was justified, because A, it was an improper mandate in the first place by the government. B, she had exemptions from those mandates by the mandates themselves. It was specifically written right in there. She was she did not have to comply because she was outside. She was distanced from everybody else. And she had a, um, a disability that prohibited her from wearing a mask. And all of those things were covered in the, the state order. So the officer and the school system had nothing to stand on. And on top of that, they couldn't make things any more restrictive because the, the ADA and HIPAA laws still protected her regardless of what they were trying to say. So even if they tried to make it more um, restrictive than the state's rules, which technically they could do, but they still were violating federal law, which says if she's got a condition, she doesn't have to wear a mask and you can't deny her access. So everything that was going on there was tainted from the outset. That means anything else that took place after that is also tainted. So the arrest was bad, and any prosecution will be bad. And I'm hoping like crazy that she gets herself a good attorney and just goes after these people. Because that's what is going to need to be done more and more and more in order to wake these idiots up and show to them that you have no authority to do this stuff and you've got to stop. Uh, hopefully we'll see that. And the thing is, is, I heard that DeWine found out about it and basically didn't really apologize in any way, shape, or form. And basically, uh, yeah, I, ha I haven't seen the actual statement, so I can't really comment. But from what I understand, it wasn't very, you know, it was pretty DeWine-ish, <laughs> for lack of, <laughs> lack of a better term. But uh, this whole situation is just absolutely, totally unnecessary. And it all starts with the police officer who, when the school people said, you need to make get rid of her, make an example of her, whatever, he should have said, nope, I'm not enforcing it. It's not valid. I, you know, my, my oath is to the Constitution, 
and there's nothing in the Constitution that allows this to be mandated in the first place. Therefore, I'm not enforcing it. That's what he should have done, and that would have been the end of it. And at the time, I would have also gone further and said, if you try to throw her out, I will protect her, period. If she paid her, paid her admission, she paid, bought a ticket, then she's able to stay. You do not mess with her. And if he had told them that, they probably would have said, okay. And it's all about, and the thing is, is it's all about, that's what has to happen so our kids can play sports. Big freaking deal. You know, if when they said that, you, in order for your kids to play sports, you've got to do this. We said, screw you. We're not going to have our kids play sports. We're going to stand our ground and, you know, <clears throat> no one's going to do it. And uh, you guys are going to lose out on all the money you make from our kids playing sports. So how's that for you? You know, that's what they should have done. But instead, they buckled like good little sheeple and uh, just let it, you know, let them walk all over them, which is not what they should have done by any stretch of the imagination. And I figured uh, I'd go ahead and read you, to you the uh, what I posted on this video. Um, basically, it was yesterday, and uh, I said, This video shows only too well the level of insanity this country has devolved to. This is the world people have... Uh, this is the world people have chosen as a result of being sheep rather than sheep dogs. <laughs> the gutless wonder in the white shirt with a ball cap, as well as the others in the stand, should have at the very least removed their mask in support of the lady and given the Gestapo an army to arrest. I can only hope she sues the police department, the school system, all the way up to the Rhino DeWine himself. It's high time that people start doing a little research into this pandemic and see what a major hoax it is to make Trump look bad. According to the latest CDC numbers, the truth is slowly beginning to surface. Fewer than 10,000 people have died of COVID-19 nationwide. And for that tiny number, we've destroyed the biggest economy in the history of the world, not to mention the lives and livelihoods of millions of Americans. Ask yourself why the rest of the world, except the sheep in Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and a handful of South American dictatorships, have pretty much gotten back to normal, and we're still wearing face diapers uh, that real science shows are absolutely worthless. This, is, this has nothing to do with health. It's all about control and getting rid of Trump, period. Wake up, America, before you wake up in the USSA. And uh, to that... Uh, I got, uh, I got to find the reply. Okay, here we are. Uh, this one woman says, if there are no consequences to breaking rules, then who would follow them? Many people don't like to wear a face mask, but they do if it is required. It really shouldn't have come to this. And um, I posted a reply, but I can't find it anywhere. And I don't know why. And then um, the other guy that put his two cents in about um, the, uh, you know, picking and choosing, being a cop and picking and choosing which rules to follow. And that one I'm not finding either for some reason. But um, it's sad. Let me, I don't know where that thing went. Um, 
let me look under here. Hopefully I can find it because, uh, shoot, this thing keeps re automatically playing every time I turn it on. Oh, goodness gracious. Now none of these things are showing up. I'm looking in my uh, notifications and the stupid thing, uh, let's see if this is it. Um, <laughs> huh, that's weird. I can't find the other one now. It just disappeared on me. I hate when they do that. But uh, anyway, this guy was trying to say, you know, uh, it's great, you know, police officers that uh, pick and choose which rules they want to follow or enforce. And I you know, can only wonder how many people you tased or beat during your time. On. <laughs> and I sent him a thing back and said, in 16 years, I never tased, beat, or shot anyone. And so my job was to protect people, not to abuse them like this guy did. And uh, I said, it's very simple to determine which rules to follow and which ones not. If it's unconstitutional, I don't follow it. I don't care who tells me. In other words, my oath is to the Constitution. And, you know, that, you know, the, the level of intelligence of the people on Facebook that are making these posts, you know, many of them are so screwed up, you can't even understand what they're trying to say. Uh, I had one guy... Let me see if I can find it here, if I can, if it's still there. You're a moron, too. You got a choice. Let your kids play sports or not. States, governors, and mayors are getting sued. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> and, of course, he starts out, you're a moron, because he has nothing of, of substance to, uh, to use, so he immediately starts calling names. And you got a choice. Let your kids play sports or not. What's that got to do with anything? My kids don't play sports. <laughs> My kids are 38 and 40. Um, but, you know, that's the thing. These people make these statements and they're so un unintelligible, you can't understand what they're trying to say. And they're calling you the moron. When, you know, at least I can form a sentence and I can get a message out that people understand. <laughs> it's, what's, it's crazy. Uh, cops, like the governments, are not sacred cows. They're human beings, and they can't commit wrongs under color of law. So somebody got it straight here. Uh, the mask and social distancing exception mandates are unjust, and they are policy adopted uh, by any institution following and enforcing CDC guidelines. The bystanders in this video could have, morally speaking, overpowered the POS officer. That I wouldn't have recommended, but I would have recommended, at the very least, uh, getting around them and giving them a world of grief or very little, at the very, very least, taking your mask off and showing solidarity with the woman. So he would have to, you know, arrest everybody. He should have been arrested by other police officers. This is true. And hopefully he'll be fired. You know, that's the thing. This stuff has gotten out of hand because idiots in government have done things and idiots in the public have allowed them to continue on. You know, and... What's really sad is the people that are trying to stand up. Here in Ohio, we've got a state rep uh, by the name of, um, oh, what is his name? <laughs> Nino Vitale, I think it is. I hope I didn't butcher his name. Uh, he's been calling a spade a spade on this thing since it started. And um, I have, I've got a, I'm still trying to get him on my show. I'd love to have him on to talk about this stuff. 
and hopefully when I get back uh, home from vacation, I'll be able to do that. But he has been uh, very outspoken, and of course the media has uh, taken upon themselves to uh, demonize him as much as they possibly can, make him sound like a crackpot and that kind of thing. And uh, you know anybody that tries to get the word out is blackballed and um, just shut down every chance they get. And that's the sad thing. It's just, you know, people that are trying to tell the truth and inform people are being shut down. And then you get all the internet trolls that start attacking people, doxing them and stuff like that. It's just absolutely crazy. But um, sooner or later, the truth will come out. You know, the, the CDC is starting to release real numbers finally. And uh, there's more and more coming along that hopefully we'll see uh, more truth. But anyway, I just wanted to, to cover that thing. I probably spent way too much time on it, but I thought uh, that's just one example. And I did see another one here where someone else was arrested in a very similar situation, not in Ohio. It was another state. Uh, may have been Texas, of all places. Can't remember for sure. But uh, a similar situation where somebody wasn't wearing a mask and they get tackled and tased and arrested. Just absolutely sick. There's no reason for anything like that. Anyway, <laughs> I want to cover something else that John Rappaport put out. This is actually, uh, well, it was uh, 18 days ago, September 10th on his blog. COVID diagnostic test, worst test ever devised. The need for the COVID test is being hyped, and hyped to the skies. More tests automatically create more case numbers. And that's the big thing. They're not talking about hospitalizations or deaths. They're talking simply about cases. And they list a case as any positive test, even though the people in most cases are asymptomatic. They're not sick at all, but they test positive because the tests are screwed up. Anyway, the more tests, the more cre the automatically create more case numbers. This allows the heads of state and national gov governments to whipsaw the public. We were reopening the economy, but now, with the escalating case numbers, we'll have to impose lockdowns again. This wreaks more havoc and economic destruction. That just happened in Hawaii. Um, they were opening things back up, and then just recently, they issued another shutdown and stopped it. I got an email from my timeshare over there. Why? I don't know, because I'd already canceled my reservations that I had. And they were calling or sending me an email to can't you know let me know that my reservations are being canceled even though um, I would have been into the second week of being there by now. <laughs> it's crazy, but they were saying that the state of Hawaii issued a new thing. They're not letting anybody in or out of the state or even to go from island to island. That's how stupid they are. And nobody's sick. They just have more tests because, you know, they're testing more and more people. They get more positive, so they, you know, use that as an excuse to, to lock people down. And then Hawaii is a blue state, so they have the market cornered on stupid. Anyway, this wreaks more havoc and, and economic disruption, destruction, uh, which is the true goal of the COVID-19 operation. Its cruelty is boundless. <sighs> In this article, I present quotes from official sources about their own diagnostic test for coronavirus, the PCR. 
spoiler alert, the admitted holes and shortcomings of the test are devastating. From CDC to 2019 novel coronavirus, 2019 NCOV, uh, real-time RT-PCR diagnostic test panel, the detection of the viral RNA may not indicate the presence of infectious virus or that COVID 2019 NCOV is the causative agent for clinical symptoms. Translation, a positive test doesn't guarantee that COVID virus is causing infection at all. And <clears throat> reading between the lines, maybe the COVID virus might not be in the patient's body at all either. From the World Health Organization, Coronavirus Disease Technical Guidance, Laboratory Testing for COVID 2019 NCOV in Humans, Several assays that detect the 2019 NCOV have been and are currently under development both in-house and commercially. Some assays may detect only the novel virus, and some may also detect other strains, e.g. SARS-CoV, that are genetically similar. Translation, some PCR tests register positive for types of coronavirus that have nothing to do with COVID, including plain old coronas that can cause nothing more than a cold. The WHO document also adds this little piece. Protocol use limitations. Optimal clinical specimens for testing has have not yet been validated. Translation, we're not sure which tissue samples to take from the patient in order to test to have any for the test to have any validity. From the FDA, LabCorp, uh, COVID-19 RT-PCR test EUA summary. Accelerated Emergency Use Authorization, or EUA, uh, Summary COVID-19 RT-PCR Test Laboratory Corporations of America, the SARS-CoV-2 RNA uh, whatever, is generally detectable in respiratory specimens during the acute phase of infection. Positive results are indicative of the presence of SARS-CoV-2 RNA. Clinical correlation with patient history and other diagnostic information is necessary to determine patient infection status. The agent detected may not be the definitive or definite cause of disease. Caps are mine. Uh, Laboratories within the United States and its territories are required to report all positive results to the appropriate public health authorities. Translation after the on. Sorry. On the one hand, we claim the test can generally detect the presence of the COVID virus in a patient, but we admit that the agent detected on the test may be, um, by which we mean COVID virus, may not be the definite cause of the disease. We also admit that unless the patient has an acute infection, we can't find COVID. Therefore, the idea of asymptomatic patients confirmed by the test is nonsense, And even though a positive test for COVID may not indicate the actual cause of disease, all positive tests must be reported and they will be counted as COVID cases regardless. So, isn't that special? From the manufacturer of the PCR test kit elements, Creative Diagnostics SARS-CoV-2 Coronavirus Multiplex RTQ-PCR Kit. Regulatory status for research use only not for use in diagnostic procedures. Translation, don't use the test result alone to diagnose infection or disease. Oops. (laughs) So they're using a test 
to diagnose when the test was never designed for diagnostic purposes in the first place. Nonspecific interference of influenza A virus, H1N1, influenza B virus, Yamagata, respiratory uh, syncytial virus, type B, respiratory adenovirus, type 3 and type 7, para-influenza virus, type 2, mycoplasma and pneumonia, uh, chlamydia, pneumonia, etc. Translation, although this company states that the test can detect COVID, it also states the test can read falsely positive if the patient has one of a number of other irrelevant viruses in his body. What is the test proving then? Who knows? Flip a coin. Yeah. If you've got any of those other things in your system, the thing could test positive. Uh, Application qualitative. Translation, this clearly means the test is not suited to detect how much virus is in a patient's body. I'll cover how important this admission is in a minute. I'm just checking my time here. Got about six minutes left. Translate, let's see here. Um, Detection result of the product is only for clinical reference and it should not be used as the only evidence for clinical diagnosis and treatment. The clinical management of patients should be considered in combination with their symptoms, signs, history, other laboratory tests, and treatment responses. The detection results should not be directly used as evidence uh, for clinical diagnosis and are only for reference uh, of clinicians. Translation, don't use this test as the exclusive basis for diagnosing a person with COVID. And yet, this is exactly what health authorities are doing all over the world. All positive tests must be reported to government agencies, and they are counted as COVID cases. So, the more testing we do, the more cases, the positives we get, the more cases we get, and the more lockdowns we get. So, the answer is, stop the frickin' testing. It's inaccurate, and it doesn't do any good. You know, count only hospitalizations and deaths. And if that was the case, we would be back to normal in no time. Those quotes from official government and test sources torpedo the whole scientific basis of the test. And now I'll add another lethal blow. The test has never been validated properly as an instrument to detect disease. Even if we blindly assumed it can detect the presence of COVID virus in a patient, it doesn't show how much virus is in the body. And that is key because in order to even begin talking about actual illness in the real world, not in a lab, the patient would need to have millions and millions of the virus actively replicating in his body. And in many cases, they only test for small fragments. Proponents of the test assert that it can measure how much virus is in the body, to which I reply, prove it. Prove it in a way it should have been proved decades ago, but never was. Take 500 people and remove tissue samples from them. The people who take the samples do not do the test. The testers will never know who the patients are and what condition they're in. The testers run their PCR on the tissue samples. In each case, they say which virus they found and how much of it they found. All right, in patients 24, 46, 65, 76, 87, and 93, we found a great deal of virus. Now, we unblind those patients. They should all be sick because they have so much virus replicating in their bodies. Are they sick? 
Are they running marathons? Let's find out. This obvious vetting of the test has never been done. That is an enormous scandal. Where are the controlled test results in 500 patients, 1,000 patients? Nowhere. The PCR is an unproven fraud. But, but, what about all the sick and dying people? Why are they sick? I've written a thousand or th- thousands of words answering that question in past articles. A number of conditions, none involving COVID, and most involving old traditional diseases are making people sick. They're just blaming it on COVID so they can raise the numbers and scare the hell out of people. There are other large-scale studies of the PCR tests that have never been done. Uh, I covered them in detail in prior articles. To summarize, a study using 1,000 patients in which their tissue samples are sent to 30 different labs for analysis and verdicts to see whether the results are uniform from lab to lab. And a study of 1,000 patients in which the results are compared with the results of analysis by electron microscopy. These large studies, never done. In other words, the PCR test has never been adequately tested. It has never been properly validated as a diagnostic tool. And let's see, got about two minutes left. Here, from Canadian researcher David Crow's bombshell paper, Flaws in Coronavirus Pandemic Theory, is a key quote about the PCR test. A review of 33 RT-PCR tests for COVID-19 approved approved under U.S. FDA emergency use authorization shows a wide range of differences in what the tests were looking for and how they decided whether it had been found or whether they had found it. The tests look for a variety of different segments, uh, genes, of the presumed COVID-19 genome that only amounts to about 1% or less of the total genome, which has about 30,000 bases. Perhaps the worst feature of the test is how they decide whether the sample is positive if more than one gene segment is being looked for. Some tests look for only one, so it must be present for a positive. But tests that look for two segments are split between those that require both to be present and those that require either one for a positive. Some tests look for three segments, but only require any two to be present while one test insisted on all three. Tests that, are, that allow a segment to be undetected raise the question of how it can be said that a virus was detected when an important part of it was missing. So we are just about out of time, but let's see if we can... This, there's a lot more to this. I will post the link to this uh, article in the uh, show description so you can check it out if you want to. I'll also try and post a link to the video on the uh, lady that was arrested at the football game, and you can check that out for yourself as well. Um, the sad thing is, is you know, this whole thing obviously is nuts. There's no accurate testing. There's no proof that anywhere near the number of people they claim died have died. You know, they have to make up these numbers in order to uh, keep people scared and keep them under control because scared people are easier to control than unscared people. So, you know, that's it for this show. I hope it uh, has opened some eyes. Take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live, and we will see you again tomorrow. Take care and God bless.